You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I don't know what happens after my departure when the Lord takes me home. What you'll do, I've got a feeling, if you have the staff that we have around here now, and the 40-some deacons that we have around now, I don't think they're going to change anything. And if you do, I'm going to throw down lightning bolts from heaven, because I don't want this place to change. But tonight we're dealing a little bit of that change, because it goes so quickly. When I was five years of age, and I've told most of you have heard this before, when I was five, my mother and dad, we took our 1953 Chevy from the Patterson. I'm so sorry, I looked right past you with John Markey, his son's in college, and we're glad you're with us tonight from beyond San Diego, down there. God bless you. Good family. But um, we, my, my folks loaded up that 53 Chevy, and we went over to Yosemite from this area. And uh, I can recall we stopped along the road and there was, uh, there was a, a hillside, all rock, and uh, had moss on it, water was coming down it. And people just were stopping the car on the side, two lane road and walking up there. And my mother and dad for some reason did not want to go up there and they let us go, I was just a young kid. And um, I was about five or six and my dad had a black square camera with a gray handle. And they said, Son, you get up there, take a picture. And I was going to take a picture, but he said, There's steps. You stay on those steps. Don't get off those steps. Don't even get near at the top, the edge. Because the, 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 the rock came straight on down to the road, and there's no hope. Well, I got up there and I, knowing more than my dad. My dad was always, always a little slow, you know. He didn't know as much as I did at five or six, and I have experienced much more life than he had. And I had that camera, and I decided to be kind of cool that I saw that moss and it was sort of slippery. I decided I was just gonna come down, not the steps, but another way. And I sat down and started sliding down that hill. You know, once you slide down a hill with moss and water, you don't stop. And once you folks are myself, we begin to compromise a little. There's no stopping. You, you can't stop it. Ask chapter 32 of the book of Exodus. They, they compromised in every, they compromised in their music, which led to the compromise in the dress. They became naked. And then they compromised in their worship. Now, you pastors that are watching, and we've had a lot of response and good response. They don't give me the bad response. But we're changing so quickly our music. Our churches used to have in the 1900, the 10s, the 20s, the 30s, 40s, we had a hymn book. That was it. And we had gospel hymns. Even America, rock and roll wasn't in because rock and roll was introduced from the crooners. And we've heard the crooners' music in the, in, in the late 30s, 
all the 40s, the 50s, and 60s, the crooners came in. And they would slide. You look it up on Wikipedia. Show. What does a crooner do? They slide. I will have a blue. Slide their music. It's breathy music. It's central music. It brings you into their comfort, into your personal zone. And, and we, we all like it. We, we talked, I heard, I played parts of it. You go to an Italian restaurant, oh, when the moon hits the, yeah, you, we know, you know the song. I love it. It's great. They play it in the restroom. I keep going to the restroom to wash my hands so I can hear it. Because <laughs> I'm not backsliding. I'm just purposely in there washing my hands. I spend 20 minutes washing my hands, and I love that. I, I didn't hear Blue Christmas this year, but I kind of love it where I'm in some mall, and they, have to, they got it going, and they're backsliding, not me, and I'm, I'm loving Blue, Blue Christmas with Elvis. You know, it's great. Elvis grew up on the hymns of the faith in the Baptist church, and he began to merge this, uh, this crooner music with something that came out of a gutter term in the East Coast called rock music in the late, mid-50s, late-50s. And he began this rock music, and it's syncopated music, and it, its emphasis is not on the first note or the third note, but it's always on the second and the fourth in a chord and, 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 and tempo. And so they, you'd hit the first note, you hit the first note, second note, third note, third note, and it was syncopated music. Well, a cardinal in Boston, Catholic, came out and he said, this crooner music is wicked. In the 60s, the churches basically ignored rock music because it, 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 we didn't have it in our churches. The only way they talked about it, it was something wicked coming to our country. And it came in 63 through the Beatles. And they brought their music. And by the way, they still had harmony back then. But when you begin to slip, there's no stopping it. I, I have a car that costs $5 a month, and because I gave the news up, I really don't use it. But for this series, a couple times a week, I go to the four Christian stations. And on the way home tonight, I went to the four stations and before coming back here. And it is so wild and so screaming and so hollering. I, I can't take but like, a minute of it. I, I came by the Kessel's house and was it uh, Cole was coming home. So I rolled my windows down. I turned my volume up and the speakers were blasting away. He's at the door and he turns around. And you know what? He came in my car and he said, man, let me in. I want to hear this stuff. He just loved it. His dad's had a huge influence on his life. But it was, it was crazy. Now, when I left you, you were going to the house and I Went around the corner, I was starting to go around the corner. I turned another station on and opened my, and did you hear that one too? I put it up kind of loud. And then I got thinking, oh man, my neighbors around here are going to hear me. And I said, well, the preacher's got with it now. He's, he's cool, man. So I don't know. But it's moved and everything moves us. Uh, there used to be a word in 1948 called uh, neo-evangelicalism. But we don't have that term anymore. It's just a new standard. And Ock and Gay preached at Fuller out here in Fuller Seminary in, in um, Pasadena, and he introduced that at the graduation. 
And it's just a more casual approach, a more social justice, more, they didn't use the word diverse back then, but just more acceptance of science, more acceptance of theology, more acceptance of whatever you believe on the pre-tribulation or the post-tribulation or the all-millennials or whatever it is, and and just a little bit more uh, that we might be able to get along together. And it moved from this, and it just keeps moving. And then we moved into the contemporary movement. And then we're in a movement now that anything goes. Are you pastors? I'm not responsible for your church. So if you don't like what I'm saying, just shut it off. You don't have to blast us online. I'm talking to my people. We just happen to have it on air all the time to 100 countries, every service, and every state, and if you want it, fine. I'm not, see what, well, Trevor, he's so, he's so, man, he's so against us. I'm not, you do what you think God wants you to do. If you think rock music's the way you ought to go, then go that way. I'm against the whole thing. I'm against, I'm against removing this pulpit for some little glass thing. I'm remove, I'm, I'm against getting rid of the choir for a praise group. I'm, I'm against removing the Asaph, the man that leads the music for a praise and worship singer and leader. And he could do it. Look, if that, some of you folks are going to get involved in that kind of church in time. In fact, it's, co- it's pretty cool because you don't have to do the, no, no Sunday school anymore because it's all connection groups. But, but here's the thing. You don't have to do the Sunday night thing because most of them don't want Sunday night anymore. And, and it's making it pretty cool because you don't have to do the Sunday morning thing if you want to go to the snow, you want to go to the beach, you want to go, because they have the Saturday night deal or they have the Friday night deal. I was in Colorado, they have the Thursday night deal. Now you can get done with God in one hour, one and done, it's great. And you can have the weekend to yourself. How are we doing in America? The 385,000 churches in America that are closed on Sunday night, how are we doing? And once compromise, please, Pastor, I know old-fashioned, shoes that shine, a suit, a shirt, a tie. But, but here's what we got in our fundamental churches now. Tennis shoes, tight blue jeans, T-shirt, sport coat. A pastor, that, if, I, I can't, God dressed the high priest from head to toe. I think this is the most sacred place in all the world to preach behind a sacred desk. That you can, you, you pastors do it. You go preach. Put your, if you want your ushers all a match, put them all in shorts and sandals and tank tops. That's what you feel God wants you to do. Do it. But not as long as I'm around. We're not going to do that here, folks. Amen. But it happens quick. It happens real quick. Bitterness happens quick. Just a little thing, and all of a sudden bitterness is there, and it grows overnight. It's a moss that goes quickly. Anger and explosions, uh, it, it, it happens real quick. And all of a sudden, our church is over here. It's not any, anything that we decided to, when we began this church, what we wanted it to be become. Paul said this in, in Galatians. He had won these people to Christ. Verse 6. Let's read verse 6 together. Ready? Begin. 
I marvel that ye, Galatians 1, 6, I'm sorry, I don't think I told you. Galatians 1, 6, ready, begin. I marvel. Which is not another, but there is some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel. Verse 8, ready? But though we are an angel from heaven, As we've said before and still say now again, if any man preach any other gospel to you that ye have received, let him be accursed. Paul's dealing with this church and he said, you are sliding. You are so soon removed. Notice what he says in chapter uh, number, uh, um, chapter number three. He said, um, in chapter number two, excuse me. In chapter number two, he said, um, you've heard my testimony, verse 13. My conversation time passed with the Jews, religion beyond measure, I persecuted the church. He says, I was zealous after the traditions of my fathers. And he got, brought them the gospel. He, he birthed them in, in their, their faith. Look, look, what, look what he said in chapter number four, verse 11. Paul said of this church, I'm afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Brethren, I beseech you, I beg you, as I am, for I am as ye are, ye have not injured me at all. Ye know that through the infirmity of the flesh I preach the gospel to you at first. And in my temptation, my trials, which was in my flesh, despised not, nor rejected, but ye received me as an angel of God, even as Jesus Christ. Where is then the blessedness ye spake of? See, they turned on Paul. I bear you record that it had been possible you would have plucked out your own eyes and give them to me. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? My job is to seek to guide you in the path of righteousness. And when music goes wrong, everything else in the church is diluted. I have before me tonight, you can get it online, contemporary Christian music called CCM. CCM music that's in our churches today, is simply known as Christian pop. Let me read you some of this. It's the modern popular music. That scares me in itself. The modern popular music and an aspect of Christian media which is lyrically focused on matters that relate to the Christian faith and it's stylistically rooted in Christian music. It was formed in the 1960s by the Jesus Movement revival when people began to express themselves, listen to this, in other styles of popular music. Listen, beyond church music hymns that were prevalent in the church at, time, at that time. The Jesus music as a term referred to at that time as to pop. But now it includes, listen, I'm not, this is not a Baptist, this is the world telling you what it is. They said, but now it includes rock, alternative rock, hip hop, metal, contemporary worship, punk, hardcore punk, Latin electronic dance music of all different styles. That's confusion. I, I spent one whole night reading to you 
all the different rock groups of the 60s, most of them are dead over overdosing, are choking on their own regurgitation. Our LSD, our heroin, our other drugs or drink. And they died, a lot of them in their 30s, early 40s. Elvis died in 77, young. But we have to understand tonight that everything that God, every, please, you can do your own study and thought on this. Everything that God has, Satan has a counterfeit. So if that's true, there has to be some music that is God-like. I'm going to show you from the scripture in our last few moments, some scripture-type music. There has to be a counterfeit. Because everything God does, Satan has a counterfeit. We have God the creator. We have Satan the evolutionist. The world's program thinks we're all evolved for monkeys. You go anywhere online and you start to read this stuff. They said 500 billion years ago. That takes more faith to believe something like that than it does to believe that in the beginning God created. God, God has a design for marriage. Society has a different design. Male, female, male, male, male and woman and man, combinations. Every, everything imaginable, we have a health director that is a man who became a woman. We have a transportation, transportation director, director out of the, the White House who's a man. He said, my husband and I married and we just adopted twins last year. And the spokesman for the president is a sodomite, a lesbian. But in the beginning, God created male and female created he them. God did not create male, female, and Shem, and him, and them, and whatever. No, we're redefining it. And this potentially be taken down tonight because of this. No, that's not hate speech, it's Bible speech. Well, let's get rid of the Bible. That's the big push now. But marriage is a man and a woman. God has a, a design for work. A six days shall man labor. But Satan's plan is don't work. Let the government feed you. But God says if a man won't work, he should not eat. You see, there's always a counterfeit. Christianity, cults. God, atheism. Climate, because God says he sends the frost, the rain, the snow, the, he, he sends the lightning, the clouds. God says that. But the Pope and the, the, the climate crowd says that man creates the weather. Well, Brother Sowsley, if that's true, you know how to do the internet. Would you let the Pope and the climate people know that on March the 3rd through the 6th, I like it in our pastor's conference, be 74 degrees every day? Would you put an order in for us, please? Because we control the, the weather. We're crazy. Puny little man thinks that, well, we're having all these. I, I told my wife, my, my phone came up with a, a, a headline. 37 million Californians under flood watch and storms. 
Well, we had 40 million in the state. I think we're down to 37 thanks to this guy you voted in. You didn't vote him in. He's a case too. I'm having a good time tonight. But if 37 million are under flood watch, I'm living right here this last week. We had some rain, but we're not under any flood watch. Oh, I know, I know. The 37 million? You know what that news media is? A bunch of liars. You have something happen in the area, and something happens in the east. And I know there's these, these climate things, but uh, you'll call and say, how's it going there? They said, well, it's snowing a little bit, but not much. Well, they said everything is just terrible back there. And we have a little earthquake. You can't even feel it. And they go, how's the earthquake? It was located in San Jose. When did it happen? Oh, 5.30 this morning. Did you feel it? I mean, there's a lot of damage. No, I didn't feel it. We're such exaggerators so often. God, God has a, in fact, in heaven, there's not going to be any lights because he's the light. God said, let there be light. God is light, but the devil's darkness. You're a father of the devil. Men love darkness rather than the light. Why? Because there's always a counterfeit for everything God does. God gives joy. The world gives sadness. God gives freedom. The world gives enslavement. God gives healthy food. In elementary chapel this year, we're preaching on trees, and today was the fruit tree. Do you know that the fruit tree, the fruit tree is, I love all the trees we looked at, cedar, the eucalyptus, how it, it, it can change a swamp as it did in Tel Aviv, how it can eat up all the mosquitoes as it did in Haffa, and, and now there's 800,000 people live there with, 70 years ago it was a swamp. But they read the Bible and realized the eucalyptus tree pulls up the water out of the swamp and eats it up and, and resists the mosquitoes. And now it's a great place. But you know, the first, God didn't give us a eucalyptus tree first or a cedar tree or a fir tree. You know what he gave us? In chapter 1 of Genesis, verse 11, he gave us a fruit tree. Because they said, I want you to enjoy this. And he gave us all those different kinds of fruit. Because God was looking out for man. Healthy food. And then the world gives us junk food. God says, replenish the earth. Go have kids. China says you can have one. Well, look at the trouble they got themselves in. They don't have enough people being born now to fulfill and have their society continue. There's problems there. God says there's something too replenishing the earth. God says clean living. The world says dirty living. Uh, God says obey your parents. The world says your parents. Your parents don't have a right now legally. They're saying in courts, to, if you want to go change yourself as a young child or a teenager and go have a surgery, you don't have to have your parents because that's now looked at in many states as child abuse when you don't let your child do what they want. The devil has a counterfeit for everything. God gives us a plan for good stewardship. Talks more about money than he does heaven and hell combined. Speaks a lot about money. But the world, the devil says, spend it up. That's why we have $1 trillion tonight on credit card bills. What does it do? It enslaves. It enslaves. You make the minimum payment, it takes you 35 years to pay it off. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. Just a few books over. 
And in the book of Ephesians tonight, I wish I had time to read all these stories about this hip-hop contemporary music. In Ephesians 5, God tells us the type of music He wants out of Christians. He tells us in chapter 5 how to be sacred. He, he tells us that we're to uh, fornication, verse 3, and uncleanness and covetousness. Don't let even be named in the saints and filthiness or foolish jesting. There needs to be a separation of holiness. He tells us our steps, verse number 2, verse number 8, verse number 15, we're to walk in love, we're to walk in light, we're to walk circumspectly. He tells us about our steps. He talks about our separation. He talks about the Spirit of God, in verse number 18, be not drunk with wine, where is excess, be filled with the Spirit. He talks about submission in the church in verse 21 as we submit to one another. He speaks in verse number 22 through 33 about uh, the sacred uh, union, union of marriage. And we are submit, uh, wives submit, submit to a husband. A husband, he loves his wife. And he speaks concerning the sanctuary, the church, and, and, and marriage. But in the midst of all this, he speaks about our song. Let's read verse 19 together. Ready? Begin. Speaking to yourselves in Psalms. So he gives us the outline. What kind of songs we're supposed to have in this church? Songs that are like Psalms. The largest book in the Bible is the book of Psalms. It was the hymn book of the Jews. And a psalm is just simply a sacred song generally played with a musical instrument, generally a stringed instrument. And God says we're to speak in psalms. In my heart, I look at that, I think it's a step further because the psalms are the scripture. I believe songs should get to the theme almost immediately. And I think we should get to Bible words that are the theme. Marvelous, what's the next word? Grace of our loving Lord. That's all scripture. Grace. When I survey the wondrous cross. We're to sing songs that are based uh, on the scriptures, based on the words of the scripture mercy and grace and heaven and eternity and salvation. And, and, and songs that speak about the love of God. We sang it tonight, song number one, Miss Treber's favorite song. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus of Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. There's a lot of theology there. And a, a psalm, let's have songs that are based on the scripture Amen. and based on a, a, on a musical sacred song. The second thing he says, we're to sing hymns. Now, song, take your song book and we'll look at it in, in a moment uh, and we'll be done. Uh, a hymn is a sacred song that brings honor or glory or magnifies our God who He is. Our, our index in the back is threefold. One is an index that's numbered and those numbers follow the bottom of the page. Gives you an idea. But take the very first index after the last song, page 589. 
And then it says topical index. You see it there, topical index? And so you have songs based on the Bible or the blood or Calvary at the cross, uh, songs on the cross, Easter, Christmas. You see where I'm at? The next page, the top of the page is what? Grace. You see it there? Are you on the same one I'm on? There's three indexes. Get the very first one. You have it there? It's called topical index. Here are great hymns of the faith. A hymn speaks about the majesty, the greatness of God. In there, right there, I sing the mighty power of God. That's a hymn. It speaks about the greatness of God. Oh, Lord, my God, when I am awesome, how great thou art. Uh, how about look at it? We see a uh, uh, mighty fortress, his our God. That's a hymn. Our God is mighty, he's powerful. Uh, all hail the power of Jesus. How about be thou exalted by seraph and angel? That, that's a hymn that speaks about God. How about blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, and come thou fount of every crown him with many crowns. We, don't, we can sing these, and we, I think I want to say last Sunday night we sang holy, 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 first song, I might be a mistake, but we sing a lot of these on Sunday morning as well. I like a stately, a stately spirit in our church. Because we live in a worldly world, and by the way, you that listen, you think California is the only one that's worldly. I guess you don't have the internet yet or cell phones and maybe you're on pagers. I don't know what you have. But the whole world is corrupt. But I have so much corruption around here with the yuppie society, whatever you want to call it, that I want to keep a place that magnifies God. Amen. And you know, we have so many services going on Sunday morning, the B Sunday school, the C Sunday school, the D Sunday school during our service here. Uh, the other property is filled. They're filled tonight over there. And, and, and we have all these services. We have children's services tonight. Well, on Sunday morning, you come in here, and this is filled, and this is filled, and this is packed. You can't wedge anybody else in here. And that first balcony is packed, and they spill over to that second balcony. And, and you know, we... It's only God. We're having so many visitors coming through invitation, through soul winning, through knocking on doors. We're having so many folks coming. We can't keep up on it. And I, I'm reluctant to say that less. Lord said, I've got to send them somewhere else. In. They're coming. Why? Because they're, and, and uh, Dr. E2, who teaches it, I won't say it online, he teaches at a big university, state university. He said, we're having a big uh, day at my church. I want all my students to come. 67 college students came from a secular university. Almost everyone without fail met me out here in the door. Out the door. He said, we've never been to a church before. We like that. We liked your talk. <laughs> we like that people up there singing. I didn't know it's called a choir. You, you know it's an amazing thing what God's doing in the Chinese ministry right now, Brother Lawman. You've got people here all the time. The Indian ministry, Brother Montagi, i got a book in my office for you. Uh, it's amazing what's happening there. The Filipino ministry, wherever you went. Um, Brother Pusin come to church here anymore? He's here. So the Spanish is the other property. 
We're, we're, I, I want them to magnify the name. My faith looks up like a river of glorious. These are great hymns. When morning gilds the sky, my heart awakening cries, may Jesus Christ be praised. I, I, these praise groups, God bless your churches, but you always come out, you got the guy in the tennis shoes coming out. Let's give Jesus a hallelujah clap. Praise Jesus. And the, the, the instruments are going already now. Don't, don't get upset with me. I'm just telling you, that's maybe what you want. Maybe we ought to go to all that, tank tops and whatnot, fellas. Let's give Jesus a hallelujah clap. Are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? I think he's coming down. I think he's here today. I think something's good. It's going to happen. Oh, glory to God. It's all over me right now. Well, it should have been a few days ago because you're practicing what you're doing right now. I don't know how much of that glorifies God, but my concern is what we do here glorifies God. And I know as you grow up, we've had out of our Christian school, 200 now going to full-time Christian service. Just our kids. We don't open up to the public. We've got about 200 alumni that are adult members in our church, and now their kids are coming. But I imagine we've got about 200 bought into that, too. Oh, i got everything going. But I tell you what, friends, you start to slide a little bit, there's no stopping and I know I'm out of time. Psalms, hymns. Look at the third word, spiritual songs. The spiritual songs would sing about him, not all my feelings. Spiritual songs. Songs that are, the word spiritual means to be akin to God. Belonging to the spirit of God. Then he says singing. Singing, I believe, is structure. God builds music on musical chords. And we've already seen that, the, the, the one, three, five dominant sounds. God, God builds music because the next word is singing, making melody. Melody is harmony. That's why other churches can put this, this they're maybe not wrong, have the words up there. I, I, ask that. I don't want the words up there. I want the words in your hymn book so you can see those notes. I, I was never a good music person in, in high school or anything, but I learned to read notes just by sitting in church. And though I'm not as smart as you in so many areas, if you ask me right now to sing the melody, the, the, the alto part, the tenor part, the bass, I could sing all of them. Not because I'm a good musician, because I was the worst in the school. I graduated with a degree in music, but I wasn't the best. I was at the bottom of the class. They were so smart. But I learned that if you don't have heart, wait a minute, heart is put into church not through sports and not through play. Heart is put in 
through music. Singing, making melody in your heart to God, making harmony. When there's harmony, you have heart. That's why we make such a big deal. We have one to 200 kids taking piano around here and other instruments. Why? Because that's an opportunity to give an expression to make harmony, make music in your heart. I'm all for our basketball team. I just love watching the sports around here. And I'm in the gym all the time. And the cheerleaders, the four squads, it's just this amazing thing to see. But you know how long basketball is going to last? Ask for the John Morris. He was great in 1981 when he played for us. Now look at him. Now look at him. You still look good, John. You don't, you've not gained weight. I don't know how you do that. But if you play a game now, it's not the same, is it? Your son, John Morris, that's over in the children's ministry right now, he's a lot younger than you. Ask him how he feels when he's done. Ask Brother Chris. I saw your son Chris here somewhere. I thought maybe he's with the kids tonight. You, you know what? Sports won't last. Unless you're Mano Tovo. He's 95 years of age and he still can dunk the basketball. I don't know how he does that. But you'll be able to play music the rest of your life. You little girls that sang up here, 11th grade girls, such sweet girls. They're going to, they're gonna, I know, they're going to be good mothers. I know they will. They'll be good wives. It's so exciting to see what the future holds for them. So, in, in spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart. This is where music is birthed. Not in the head. Not in the emotions. I'm feeling it. No. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.